Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and we're giving you a front row seat to our most recent workshop today, How to Build a Testimonial Machine with Dave Albana. Dave is one of our incredible elite coaches, a DM certified partner, and the founder and CEO of Joza Marketing. He absolutely over-delivered in this workshop, and I wanted to share some of my favorite parts because honestly, this information can really help move the needle for any business. So in this first clip, Dave sets the tone by explaining the six principles of persuasion created by the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini and why a great testimonial is so perfect for creating influence. Here it is. Six principles of persuasion. For those of you who don't know, I actually have my degree in social psychology and did my MBA and my honors thesis in goal setting and uh, motivational theory. So I've been studying this stuff for years and these are very potent. So as a refresher, these are from this guy from his book, Influence, Dr. Robert Cialdini. So I've studied him in my undergrad, like for years. And I love this book and identify. So if you want to do a deeper dive into the six principles of psychological persuasion collectively called influence. That's why we're highlighting this because that's what testimonials are all about. I actually had, it was a bit of a homecoming when I got to uh, meet my old mentor in textbooks. I studied this guy before he became the marketing guru that he is now. He was a psychologist. He still is a psychologist. That's how he started in academia. That's how I was first introduced to him because I love psychology and that's all marketing is. It's just the marketing of how uh, the psychology of how human beings interact with the world, right? And how we can persuade and influence people to encourage them to do what we want, like get more leads or take up a call to action like a sale. So what are the six principles of reciprocity? I'm going to breeze through these quickly. This is not a deep dive into them. You can look at his body of work for that. Get the book. I encourage it. Should be in everyone's library. Reciprocity. That's when we have this huge, huge obligation that we feel to others when they do something for us. Someone does a favor to us, we feel obliged to reciprocate. Feel, uh, think of a time when someone got you a gift, an unexpected gift for your birthday, or especially at Christmas, because Christmas is usually two-way. Birthday, everyone you're expected to receive from presents, but you don't give back on your birthday. Christmas, however, you're expected to give and receive presents. So if someone gives you a, a Christmas present, for example, and you didn't give them one, how does that make you feel? You feel obliged, you rush out to the store and get them something to return. And then it looks kind of, well, you're just playing catch up because they gave you something. But the power of reciprocity is so ingrained in the human psyche that it really moves us to action. So that's the first principle. Scarcity. We use this all the time in marketing, guys. We have countdown timers on our sales pages. We have uh, joint venture launches with start and end dates. And usually there's a spike in sales right as the the cart is closing at the stroke of midnight. It's always at midnight for some reason. Um, And that is because we build in scarcity into our offers because it works and we get a spike in sales because of it. Supply and demand, simple laws of supply and demand. As supply is low, demand goes up, scarcity. Okay, Uh, authority. Testimonials play huge into authority. We'll go a deep dive into that and that 
plays on so many levels in terms of gaining more credibility. And think of the word author. Okay, when you become an author, you become an authority. It's the root of the word, right? Uh, that's why that is so potent. Commitment and consistency. We tend to act consistently with previous actions. So we, if we can get someone to do a micro commitment, for example, I love a quick example. I love using two-step opt-ins for lead magnets, right? A single step opt-in is you have the submit button and their name and email form fields right on the same page. So they fill it out, click one step, submit. A two-step opt-in is they only see the button. They don't see the form fields. They have to click the button first. That's a micro-commitment. Then you have a pop-up form that shows the fields that they then have to enter. People are more apt to fill out the form because they said, yes, I want this thing. They click the button, and then they realize, oh, there's another step. That's a two-step opt-in. That uses the principle of commitment and consistency. So how can we use that using testimonials? Uh, liking, okay, this, everyone loves to be liked, right? This is a huge one. And this is where celebrity endorsements come into play, for example. That's why you see um, celebrities endorsing a cereal that doesn't has no relation to their sport, for example, if they're a sports celebrity. Uh, so because people want to be liked, they see someone who they aspire to. So, and this plays into what's called the halo effect in a psychological term. It all has to do with liking. And then consensus. This is what's commonly known as social proof. This is the main one that people think of when they think of testimonials, but I'm going to show how all six are actually involved. So consensus, that's the main one when you think testimonials, social proof. What kind of social proof are you getting? I'm going to show you how authority comes into play when you use testimonials. I'm going to show you how scarcity comes into play when you use testimonials. I'm going to show you how liking comes into play. Uh, in when you use testimonials. So those bottom four on the screen, they all come into play, those principles of testimonials at the core base. I'm actually going to show you how they actually all of them come into play. And that's why testimonials are so powerful to use because they hit on all the six principles of psychological persuasion. All right. So Obviously, you cannot deny the psychological power of a testimonial or a positive review. So in this next clip, Dave shows us how this connects to your marketing strategy overall. Take a listen. So how does this all fit into the business strategy? Quick review of the customer value journey. Hopefully, many of you are already familiar with this. If you haven't seen this, let's do a quick review. And it all starts with awareness. This is the business strategy, guys, right? Hopefully, you're all doing this. What's awareness? Awareness is, uh, and this is to cold traffic, by the way, cold leads who don't know you, they don't know your business, they don't know your product, service, uh, product or service offerings, never heard of you, they don't know your brand. How do they become aware of you? I want you to think of the awareness stage as I'm going to um, talk about these in terms of buckets. So in the awareness bucket, the awareness stage, think of organic traffic and paid traffic. Organic is SEO. Organic can also be referrals, right? How is uh, traffic organically coming to you to, uh, to find your world? And paid traffic in terms of Google ads, Facebook ads. Think of organic and paid traffic as uh, forms of awareness, which drive into engagement. When someone is aware of you, 
How do they engage with you? What are the conversations? Think of the engagement bucket as content marketing, content creation, and social media. Those are all conversations. Content marketing, we're talking about your YouTube channels, your podcasts, your uh, blog articles, the likes and shares and comments on all of those things. How are people engaging in the conversation with you once they become aware of you? That's the engagement bucket. How well are you doing there? Okay, and then once you have a conversation, and this follows a natural progression, by the way, of human interaction and relationship development, right? That's why it's so powerful. Uh, so once you have a conversation with them in the business context, how are you able to follow up with them? You want to follow up with them, get them as a lead. So what firmly resides in this bucket is lead magnets. How are people opting into your world, giving their contact information in exchange for an ethical bribe? That's what a lead magnet is essentially, right? It's a small piece of value that they want, that you structure uh, in exchange for typically their email address or uh, other contact information. That's the subscribe stage. Convert. Once they subscribe and they become a lead, how do you convert them into a first customer of an initial investment of time or uh, a small amount of time or money? That's at the convert stage, right? And when they convert into an initial investment, small investment of time or money, it's low risk. That's the key. These are low risk offers, low risk items. Are they excited from that initial transaction? And if they're excited enough, well, you know what? They will ascend to your other higher offers. At the Ascend stage, this is firmly where your core offers reside, that flagship product you really want to sell them, right? Uh, this is your profit maximizers, your upsells, your downsells, your cross-sells. All of that is bundled into the Ascend phase. And then there's a, an iterative loop. At every stage as they progress through the journey, they should be excited. Okay. And you, they take you up on your core offer. They're excited. They so much so that they want to take you up on your next upsell. They're excited because you're adding more value to their world and so on and so forth. So much so that they become advocates, advocates, and then promoters. So they're shouting you from the rooftops and what do promoters do? They drive referrals and it's a feedback loop right back into the awareness stage. So it's very cyclical. That's high level overview of the customer value journey. That is your business strategy, guys. Where are your holes? A lot of you are sitting on this workshop that you joined the call today because you have holes where? Clearly at the advocate stage. That's where testimonials reside. Testimonials and case studies in particular. They're at the advocate stage. I want to make a distinction between advocates and um, promoters because advocates are typically passive. You have to ask them. They're not going to give you actively. That's the passive part, right? They're not going to actively give you um, testimonials unless you ask. Promoters, however, you can encourage them to uh, and incentivize them, in fact, to shout you from the rooftops to drive for uh, further uh, referrals and awareness. So we're going to talk all about the advocate stage today. That's where testimonials reside, okay? And so much so that when done right, you can apply them to all stages of the journey. Remember, simple, uh, easy, and viable. It touches on all bases of your business strategy. Okay, we're about halfway through, and you might be asking, does a Google review count as a testimonial? Could a happy customer tweeting about my brand count as a testimonial? Is a case study a testimonial? In this clip right here, Dave goes through all the different types of testimonials and answers some of those questions. Here you go. 
Types of testimonials. Let's go through those quickly. They are quotes. Those are typically what you think of first when you think of testimonials, the quote testimonials. We'll go through lots of examples of those. Influencer testimonials. Okay, what influencers play in your space? Uh, celebrities play into this a little bit. They're a subset of influencers or, or influencers, a subset of, of celebrities, right? Because they influence us. They're a little more high, higher end, if you will. Uh, case studies are a type of testimonial. Social testimonials. We have social media as a part of our world now. How do we uh, deal with social testimonials on all the various platforms that are out there? Review testimonials. This is for e-commerce e folks out there, especially. We're looking at you know, Google reviews, Amazon reviews, those, those kinds of things. We'll talk about that. Reverse testimonials. What the heck is a reverse or silent testimonial? We're going to cover those too. So hopefully you're excited about that. Hey guys, this is Marty Grass, the GM of Digital Marketer. And I can't tell you how many blogs I've written in my life, perhaps even thousands. It's what kickstarted my entire digital marketing career. The problem is that it can become a full-time job just to get out a quality blog consistently. So that's why I wanted to recommend our friends at BK Content. They've been helping businesses drive leads online for over a decade. And now they're offering a monthly SEO blog writing service where they can do it all for you. You'll get all of your monthly blog posts delivered directly to your inbox, 100% ready to publish. And if you sign up right now, you get 50% off your first month when you try out a monthly plan. Go to bkacontent.com slash digitalmarketer. That's bkacontent.com slash digitalmarketer to get started. Okay, this part is the absolute most important part. If you listen to nothing else today, listen to this. It's what Dave calls the TRS framework, which goes deep into how to get a great, super usable, results-based testimonial. Introducing the TRS framework. Let's dig now into more of the how, okay? Uh, we're going to cover all our bases here, guys. So how do we, ooh, I think my voice cracked a little there. How? <laughs> it sound like Baby Yoda over here. How do we get the perfect testimonial? Hmm. Well, here are some really important points I want you to consider when you are asking for your testimonials. They should be results-based. They should be specific. That's why I love calling these RBTs or results-based testimonials, okay? Uh, how can we make them monetizable? What are the best testimonials to use to make your cash register ring? That's the whole reason why we're doing this, right? Super important to your business, so we wanna keep that in mind. They should be easy to get and easy to deliver. The whole point is make it, remember our Yoda principle? Remember our Yoda principle? Simple, easy, and viable. Let's make them easy for you to get, and whoever you're asking, make it easy for the request E to deliver uh, if they agree and make them leverage. I already showed some uh, examples on how we can leverage testimonials. Use the same testimonial, change the headlines. You can use it multiple places that are relevant. Cool. Okay. So those are the things that I want you to consider into how to get the perfect testimonial. Let's dive into the details with something I call the TRS framework. Not so much imaginative, it is, a, is a, uh, an acronym. What does that acronym stand for? Hmm, well, the T-R-S. T stands for timing. So the timing is really important of the ask when you ask for a testimonial. 
the request, you have to actually ask for it. That's requesting the testimonial itself. And the S stands for specificity. I can't emphasize that enough and enunciate. Be specific in your ask. Okay, so it's the time in the ask, it's actually requesting the testimonial, and it's the specificity of the ask, the TRS framework. Okay, let's delve into what that looks like. Timing of the ask. Now, clients, when you ask them, they should be excited that they're already working with you. You should have already been delivering huge value. A lot of this it kind of operates under the assumption that what you do is good. You are providing value to the world. You can get results from for people. And if you're not getting results for your clients, then it's maybe time to uh, level up your training, uh, brush up your skill set so you can deliver the results. So a lot of this presumes that you deliver good value and you get results for people, right? So the timely ask should be just when you delivered great results for your peeps, right? They're already in love. People say like, look at digital marketers case, for example. People say they love digital marketer all the time. When do they love them the most? When they got great results for things that they implemented based on their trainings, right? It's when they just realized fantastic value that your product or service gave to them. And ideally, they just expressed the value they received right? Uh, they expressed that this could be in the form of social. Maybe they put out a social post. Hey, I love these guys. They just did this. They increased my revenues by 30%, what have you, right? It could be maybe they send you a personalized email thanking you for the results they just got. That's actually how I got Steph Tuss's testimonial for that $20,000 lift they got by using the email. She sent me, Dave, you wouldn't believe what just happened. We just got a $20,000 sale from that email you sent me. I immediately used that as a trigger to ask for the testimonial. Steph, that's amazing. Congrats. I'm so happy that this worked for you. By the way, would you mind if I quoted you on that? Can I use that as a testimony? She said, absolutely. No problem. Right? It was the timing of the ask. Remember the reciprocity of our six principles of, of psychological persuasion, Dr. Robert Cialdini's influence, right? That is the power of reciprocity. You just did them a huge favor by getting them great results it's okay in those moments to ask for something in return. And it's a small lift compared to what you just did for them. They just got $20,000 in my case. Can, can I quote them on that? And they already took the time to write it down in an email, what I want to quote. So sorry, I just have to rephrase it, get them to approve it. We're good to go. Timing of the ask, do it when they're already excited and in love with you. Super important. And especially if they just expressed it. Request. The testimonial, when they are in state, this state of excitement with you, right? And here's a simple script you can do. Make it natural, make it conversational, make it in your tone and style, like I did in that example with Seth. It was just through email. Hey, do you mind if I use that as a quote? I drafted it up, and, you know, just to use the phraseology as a third person that she's referring to, had her approve it, good to go, right? Here's something that you can use that's similar. Hey, with such great results, would you be willing to offer testimonial or video testimony? Ask for video first. It's a bigger ask, but they're super in love with you ideally, right? They just expressed how much you did for them. So it's okay to ask for a bigger ask. Video is uh, the first preference. I have other options for you if they don't want to do video or they're afraid to go on camera or they don't know what to say. There's objections that come with when you ask for video, but use this script first. You start here. Are you okay? Would you be willing to offer a video testimonial about your experience so others can get the same value you did? What does that imply? That you want to help others and they can be part of helping. It kind of makes them feel special, right? 
So uh, that's what I would uh, use for phraseology. You can use that script, right? Kind of cool. And if they say yes, fantastic, move on to step three. That's the S part of the TRS framework. If they say no, you try and save the testimonial with the save script. And the save script goes like this. Hmm. Well, what if I drafted something up because they just said no to the video ask, right? To asking, to giving a video testimonial. So what if you say, and this is a one-to-one -one face to face conversation or a phone call with them or an email or in text chat, whatever it is, the format really doesn't matter. Here's the script, use it in your own words. What if I drafted up something based on your results and email it over to you for your approval? This way it's gonna take you 20 seconds to review or less, right? Uh, you get final say, of course, so it gives them an out and I'm happy to make any changes you suggest. It takes the work off their plate. And when you position it like that, it usually, as a matter of fact, I don't know anyone who said no when I use this for myself. They always say yes, because it takes the work off their plate. They have common uh, objections. So this is what I call empathetic outreach, guys. You wanna put yourself in their shoes and think of, they're a busy um, business owner in my case, because I'm B2B, I serve other business owners uh, and help them grow their business through um, marketing help and fractional CMO services and all that fun stuff, right? Funnel building, strategy, all those things to grow their business. So I put myself, I know business owners in general are pretty busy. We're all busy, overwhelmed entrepreneurs, right? Put themselves in your shoes. So what are their common objections? Hmm, it adds another task to their to-do list. If they're asking for a video testimonial, ah, I'm not good on video uh, and I don't wanna do it. I'm overwhelmed as it is, right? So you have to consider their position. They have lots of, uh, are you um, infusing a lot of unintended stress and overwhelm into their already busy day when they already have enough to do? Who wants more items on their to-do list? That's what you're doing when you're asking for this. So be very conscious of that. Be respectful of their time, which leads us to the next bullet is related to the above. They don't have the time to do it because they're overwhelmed, right? So keep that in mind, not knowing what to say. A lot of people still have a lot of uh, fear of going on video, or even if they don't, even if you ask them for a written testimonial, they simply just don't have the chops to know what to say. They might say it verbally in conversation. That's your opportunity to say, hey, what if I just paraphrase or take what you just said? I'll structure it for you. I'll write out a little paragraph based on what you said. It's not your my words, it's yours. You're just getting their stamp of approval on it and sending it over. So that's how you can avoid that objection. And of course, the other objection they have is they feel bad. They actually feel guilty for saying no the first time to the bigger video ask. This is a way out of that, right? So you're much more likely to save and get a testimonial out of this instead of a hard no and you stop the process there. Try and save it. A no doesn't necessarily always mean a no, right? This is a little bit of, you know, sales 101. You want to follow up with them and you ask for a bigger ask. They say no, ask for a smaller ask and overcome their objections. They're more likely to say yes. I've never had anyone say no to this. When you're willing to do the work, again, empathetic outreach, put yourself in their shoes, do the work for them. They just have to put the stamp of approval on it. Typically what they say is, Oh, that's such a relief. That's awesome. Yeah, just do whatever you want. Just And they just give you free reign and permission to say, write up whatever you want and use it. They don't even want the stamp of approval because that's another thing on their to-do list that they still have to do. Some people are a little more finicky or they want their permission. They want to make sure they're represented properly. It's their brand and name after all. Totally fine. Honor that. 
Nine times out of 10, they say, yeah, use whatever you want. And they're good with that. That's how you can get and save testimonials. Super easy. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Uh, now your job in that process is that one thing, make it easy for them to say yes. And that's how you can do so. Another easy way to make them say yes, especially if you're asking for a video testimonial, you know, the best people to ask for video testimonials, people who are on video, people who are on YouTube because they're comfortable on video, right? A lot of people are uncomfortable on video. That's another way you can make it easy for them to say yes, if they're already comfortable with the format you're asking. If they're a writer or they're, they're, they're a blogger, well, they're probably more comfortable in a writing medium. So they're probably more comfortable giving you a written testimonial without you having to write it for them. They'll just do it because they're comfortable writing. So keep in mind the context in which you're asking and their chosen medium of choice. So make it easy for them to say yes, that's their job. Once they say yes, which they typically do, I've never had them say no in this process. If you've already added value to them, remember the uh, what this is prefaced by, you've already added huge value to them and they expressed it in some way, shape or form on social, in an email to you, on a phone call, in a chat, whatever it is, right? So specificity, let's move on to step three, TRS framework, what's the S stand for? Be specific. So when you ask them, it's your job to coach them. If they say yes to a video testimonial and they're uncomfortable on video, for example, or maybe they are comfortable on video and they want to give you a glowing testimonial, but they don't know how. Not all testimonials were created equal. Okay. So the best results-based testimonials, RBTs, I call them, are the ones that are, that, that are specific, are the ones that illustrate or demonstrate results. Who got them results? You did. That's why they're so powerful. Okay. So what does that look like? Tangible results guided by quantifiable, measurable results. What constitutes measurable? What constitutes quantifiable? Numbers. Use numbers when you can that are specific and ideally relatable. What do I mean by relatable? Well, if you're looking to use this testimonial for a mass audience, but the testimonial is coming from a very specific sub market of a bigger audience, it may not relate to what the mass appeal is. For example, I'm going to make this up. Let's say you had a testimonial from, I don't know, a, a quantum physician who's talking about, oh, you helped us increase the, the splitting of our subatomic, um, so what's the word? Atomic, subatomic particles yeah. and uh, helped us in our nuclear combustion, whatever, right? That's not relatable unless you're in that field. Right? It makes no sense and not relatable or relevant to a mass broader audience. That's what I mean by relatable. Okay, So make sure your metrics are ones that everyone understands. In a business context, we're all business owners here. So you know what revenue is. You know what? So you can increase your revenues. That's good. Decrease your expenses. That's also good. Dollar in, dollar out. Same, same. Right? And what are some other measures? Productivity. Everyone wants more productivity, how to improve, get more out of the hours in the day, right? That's a metric or something that everyone can relate to. Revenues, ROIs, productivity, all those things, right? So uh, try and use metrics and numbers that everyone understands and that are relatable. Ask them to avoid generalities. Hey, thanks so much for doing this, but you know what? And again, this is your job to coach them on how to give you these answers and this kind of feedback, right? That's fantastic. You know what? And what, what is your cue for them to use? Again, this presumes ideally they just shouted you out on social or with a specific uh, result 
that, hey, we just got a $20,000 from a single email. That's two numbers, 20,001, right? In Steph's case that I shared earlier, right? I can use that and I can parrot that back to them, what they just said or shouted out and said, hey, do you mind if I use that? So the, the bare bone elements of the testimonial, the results-based testimonial is already there. It's your job to highlight it so they repeat it on video, okay? And that's how you can do that. So avoid generalities like, great, good job. No one knows what that means. That means too many things to not enough people. Okay, uh, so here are some examples. Here's some specificity. Now think of these as golden nugget headlines to a testimonial, right? Grew our revenues by 30% in a month. Try and get the number and try and do it in a time frame. Make it time bound. Inherently, everyone knows what a month is. It's about 30 days, 28, 31. A month is 30 days for all intents and purposes, right? Everyone knows what that time frame is. Reduce our annual churn rates by 15%, resulting in 300,000 more revenue. Fantastic. Super specific. Found three more hours in my day out of nowhere. Okay. There's two numbers imply there. Well, one is explicit, one's implicit, right? Three more hours and in a day. Everyone knows the time frame of a day. So that's how you can imply numbers or specificity without, without actually stating them. Increase our productivity by 43% in only... How many days? A week. That's seven days. Everyone knows that number. It's seven days without stating seven, right? Uh, my site traffic jumped from 100 visitors a month to 1,000 visitors per day. There's four numbers involved there. 100, month, 30 days, 1,000 per day, 24 hours, right? So that's how you can imply that. So those are the kinds of specificity you're looking for when you ask for testimonials and you can give, use this as a script. You can swipe and deploy, copy and paste this. We actually built a little script for you to do so. So don't worry about writing all this down, but you can give this as examples or just verbally state them. If you have a conversation with your testimonial giver as examples of the kind of thing you're looking for. Cool. If it isn't already predetermined the result, you got that. So the specificity, of the ask. Now, I know some of you are out there saying, Dave, I'm not in business or you're in business, but I, I uh, serve, I'm more B2C instead of B2B and my B2C customers, uh, I have more soft or intangible results. I know there's a lot of energy workers out there and light workers, for example, right? What about them? What about a, pro, what, a yoga instructor? How do you tangibilize, because that's a word. <laughs> How do you tangibilize? How do you get tangible results that are quantifiable and measurable from uh, the benefits you get from yoga? Or if you have a program that reduces stress or relieves back pain, any of these things, right? Realigning your chakras. What about all these softer skills that are harder to measure? What if I told you there's an easy way to do that and you have no excuses because I'm going to show you how I'm going to rid you of all your excuses right now, because the easy way to do that is simply to rate it, ask them to rate it on a scale of one to 10. And if you can use time bound or age related comparisons, what do I mean by that? Okay. Everyone understands scale of one to 10. We use it all the time. So even if you remove the part that you're calling it a scale of one to 10, even if you say, oh man, I feel like a six today. Everyone knows what that means. You're six out of 10. Or I kind of, <laughs> I don't know if the uh, the visual went with the audio there because I should have said, oh, I feel like a two today instead of a six. Six is medium. Anyway, I digress. That's the kind of thing you want to do. Ask them to rate it on a scale of one to 10. Examples, hmm, my stress, and you can go the, use the scale in the opposite direction, by the way. 
Everyone thinks 10 is the best, not always. What about stress or anxiety? Well, then you want to reduce that number. My stress levels went from a 10 to a do using your program. I have more energy now. This is the time-bound or age-related comparison. I have more energy now as a 63-year-old than when I did was 21. Everyone can relate to that. Everyone knows their age, even a 15-year-old. Let's say a 15-year-old, they're probably not in your target market, but if they were, even a 15-year-old can relate to that kind of comparison because they will mentally put them in the relatable shoes with stuff that they can relate to. So if they're 15 years old, they'll think of back to a time when they were eight, because that's probably something decent they can remember, but that's a lifetime for them at that age, right? Same thing if someone is you're uh, appealing to the senior set or an older generation, 63-year-old, they have the energy as a 21-year-old, boom, everyone can understand that. So that's how you can quantify without or objectify in a subjective way because it's their opinion of their, their feelings, their energy levels, or there's one to 10 scale, but that's how you can assign numbers to it that become relatable to everyone in that target market who sees it. Cool? So... That's the easy part. That, folks, is the TRS framework, the timing they asked, the requesting of the testimonial, and the specificity of the ask. All right. I know it's hard to believe, but even this is just scratching the surface. If you want to go deeper with testimonials, this workshop is available in Digital Marketer Lab now. So if you're a member, Go get your learning on. And if you're not a member, hey, we'd love to have you. Head on over to digitalmarketer.com and join us. As always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.